Welcome to Fake Gamer Girls. This is a podcast where we are fake gamers and fake girls and fake gamer girls. And we're going to talk about some video games because that's what we do. But first, Josie, how are you? Um, I'm going through it. Yeah, you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, I just woke up and I got my wisdom teeth out yesterday. Yeah. I Josie. just want to eat normal food again. I yeah, that's so the worst much. part. How, how many wisdom teeth did you have? Just four. You had all four? Yeah. I think I had all four too. Did you, Sam? Uh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Those, we got bad genetics. <laughs> I swear. Some people are like, well, some people are like, I had one wisdom tooth. Yeah. Here's my wisdom teeth story is that when I was getting my wisdom teeth out, I remember kind of waking up and being in a lot of pain and then, but not fully waking up. And then I uh, um, woke up like for real after they finished the surgery and my face was soaking wet. And I was like, these idiots, like they were spraying water all over my face this whole time. Like can't keep the water in my mouth. No, it was tears. (laughs) I was sobbing while I was sedated. Mom said she could hear me. From the lobby, she could hear me, like, wailing and sobbing. Yeah, I was gosh. completely unconscious. And they told her, they said, yeah, we've never seen someone cry that much when they got their wisdom <laughs> I didn't cry at all. Oh, my gosh. Well, and it was like, I didn't cry after I woke up. It was just, like, for some reason, I was really upset during, like, I, I remember kind of being able to feel it, you know. But, yeah, man, it was gnarly. Yikes, bro. <laughs> well, so I'm doing pretty... fine for everyone that's wondering, all I'm of also, our listeners. I'm also doing no, fine. No one asked, Darren. They just okay. want to know about me. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Josie also doesn't care. <laughs> that's not <sucks>. really. <laughs> Dang. Just kidding. I always care. Um, I actually have a cold right now. I totally am like kind of the no! snot factory. So if all if me and Josie, if why did you was... just yell? <laughs> She's sad that I have a I'm cold. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I sound kind of snotty, kind of scratchy. Josie's got a swollen face. Sam, is there any reason you're gonna sound weird today? Um, I have sniffling. depression. <laughs> you're always sniffling. So. She just sniffles. She just always sniffles. No yeah. more. Okay, no more sorry. Samples. Sorry, sorry. Okay, well, now that we've covered Josie's uh, horrible medical condition, which is having too many teeth. Um, so true. We're going to get started. Today we're going to tackle a slightly different style of episode. Um, our loyal listeners will know that we usually pick a topic and then we all bring like a couple games that fit the topic. For example, you know, like, so we talked about DLC last week. We each brought some DLC that we wanted to talk about. This week, we're doing a deep dive. This is, no, this is bad. You don't like that sound <laughs> no, effect? No, no, that was pretty bad. <laughs> cringe. Get, like, a, that was really cringe. Get, <laughs> shut up. I gotta get, like, a soundboard that does, like, choir sound effects for me. Deep dive. Why was it cool when you did it? But it, not was, cool it was still pretty cringe. Okay. Hey, Josie, you still... try. I'm not going to do that. Come on, just try. It's okay. Mm. She's too injured. Her face hurts. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but so we are thinking, yeah, we'll probably do these deep dives on games that we 
are passionate about or games that have a lot of lore everyone's favorite this is actually called gamer girls with lore yeah lore 101 so my deep dive that i am conducting today is on stardew valley (laughs) everyone's favorite game in the world i have a 12 page slideshow in front of me Oh, well, and, it's it wasn't cool when I did it on Dream Daddy, but apparently it's cool. You put, you're the one who was like, there's pictures in my slideshow. And then I was, that's what I was clowning you for. Right. No, I think that's awesome. Thank you. I, I None just of you will words. ever beat the 100 Slide Warrior Cats slideshow, though. Well, maybe someday we can do a live show and you can just <laughs> do your whole Warrior. We won't talk about video games at all. Time. Yeah. Okay, so Stardew Valley. You have both played this, correct? Yeah. Yes. So I know much. Sam has played it a lot. So yeah. so much. Yeah, I Josie, haven't played it as much as you guys, but I've played Josie it. Josie is the worst because we're always like, get on, get on our farm. And she's always like, I don't want to. I can't. So true. <laughs> Josie always be having other things going on. And me and Sam be like, We're bored. Get on the farm. Get on sister wives farm. Oh yeah. Isn't that what I forgot that's what it was called? Yeah, that was our farm name. <laughs> Okay, so I thought this, it, one of them was called Pepperidge Farms. That was the one we had with Matt. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we like I'm going to start with the basics. So if you have not played Stardew Valley, that's okay. You should, but you'll probably still be able to grasp what's going on. So, picture this. You work at a desk job at Joja Corporation. Joja Corp is a large soulless evil corporation not unlike certain ones that exist today in the real world no that i will not i've never heard of them i will not name in case they want to sponsor us in the future because i am a sellout so true (laughs) you're working at your desk job you realize man this is boring. Suddenly, your grandpa dies. No. Best thing that's ever happened to you. He says to you, well, he sends you a letter, I believe, that says, hey, grandson or granddaughter, I have a farm, and you get it now. It's yours now. Come to the farm and help me have, like, keep it alive, because I'm dead now. I'm dying. No, he's dead by the time you get to the farm, though. Oh. He's already dead. Grampy. Grampy, Gramp, Gramp. So you decide you're going to leave it all behind. You don't need that nine to five. Welcome to Pelican Town. So true. Inside the Stardew Valley. Yes, the Stardew Valley is the region. Pelican Town is your town. So you will, you have 36 residents in town that you can meet. There's more NPCs outside of town. And now you have this beaten down farm and you are going to try and figure out how to live your life. You know, you don't really have any money. You're basically have like the, some hand-me-down tools and some gifts from town people to get yourself started. Um, It is an open-ended life simulator, farming simulator. So it's kind of similar. It's, Similar to a game like Harvest Moon was kind of the OG version of this that Sam and I played a lot. Josie, did you ever play Harvest Moon? Yeah. Yeah, we played, all played, played a ton. A Harvest Moon. Yeah, we all played tons of Harvest Moon. Now it's called Story of Seasons. 
Um, the original creators are now doing Story of Seasons, but there is still Harvest Moon, but it's mm. not by the original creators. Okay. Got like, and then, thought out. Yeah, here's your fun fact about Stardew Valley. It was created and still is maintained and created by one person. His name's Eric Barone. He did like all the art, all the story, all the um, you know coding, all the music, um, and he's working on another game right now called The Haunted Chocolatier, second game. But um, I'm excited! Yeah, it's not going to be five more years though, so don't get your Wait, hopes. Five up. years? Probably more than that. He just barely said it's in development. That's all we know. Oh my gosh! But it's going to he... take a while. It's, no, it's going to take a while. Don't get your hopes too high. No, that's but too long. I'll be like said, thirty by then. That's I'll have like soul. seven kids. You, uh, you freak! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to have seven kids in five years. Good luck. Thank you. Well, you Kate can play with eight. your kids. It'll be like SSX. I'll be with <laughs> your family. Hey, husband. Cute. Uh, you take care of the kids. I'm referring to my husband as husband because his name is also Sam, so it's very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. So, um, but so Eric Barone, the creator, says to this day, Minecraft is his favorite game. He took a lot of inspiration from Minecraft, um, and so it's basically like if Minecraft and Harvest Moon had a baby. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff to do. You have all these skills that you can level up. So there's fishing, farming, mining, foraging, and combat skills. Crafting is not a skill in Stardew Valley. (laughs) But you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I was just naming the skills, though, that, like, you can get. You unlock, like, perks where, like, when you hit level five, you get, like, you know, more ore when you're mining. Or your animals give you more milk now or whatever. Um. But yes, you can also craft, you can, and you can just battle your brains out against slimes. Um, And then you also just have this farm. It's pretty much your main source of income. Uh, You can plant a bunch of plants. You can, you know, there's seasonal plants that go with every season. And then you can get a bunch of animals. There's chickens, ducks, rabbits, horses, cows, pigs, sheep, goats. And then there's some special secret additional animals and i don't know if i should say what they are because i want a deep dive we're already gonna be okay well i was gonna say i wasn't sure how how spoilery to be a lot of this stuff isn't even spoilery that i'm gonna say because i'm just saying things that are in the game not necessarily how to get them so i think that that's fair but if you really want to go in blind don't listen to this anyway you can also have dinosaurs and ostriches Um, never i still never got the ostrich i didn't either actually because it was in the newest update that just came out like a little over a year ago and so i i had already kind of played like 200 hours at that point and was playing other games but there's one thing you can also do in stardew valley which is make out with all the townspeople (laughs) you can kiss everybody there are 12 eligible singles there are six guys six girls they're all young adults you know unspecified ages um your age is also unspecified you're a young adult but they're all of legal age yes they're all yes young adults that's what i mean is at least 18 and you are also at least 18 um yeah you're working a nine to five you gotta be at least 18 so true um and you can um date and marry these people there are six guys six girls 
and you can date any of them regardless of the gender of your farmer character. So LGBTQ. Um, so so queer friendly. Yes, there is no option play. to have non-binary pronouns though. Update that, Eric. Get on it. Yeah, Eric, get it together. <laughs> Just kidding. Do whatever you want to, Eric. Anyway, I'm gonna tell you all about all of the bachelors and then all the bachelorettes. Okay. 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 Here we go. Alex, first bachelor. Alex is your himbo. stereo. Yeah, he is a himbo. himbo. He is your stereotypical jock. He lives with his grandparents, Evelyn and George, who live in the town, and he pretty much stands outside his house tossing a football in the air all day long in the summer he works at an ice cream stand and goes and stands shirtless on the beach um it's awesome alex has actually a super tragic backstory um because and it's super weird because he basically has like this super like kind of douchebag persona at first and he's uh he's kind of dumb and he's just kind of like what like you know he's got no thoughts head empty and then as you, like, befriend him and stuff, he reveals that, like, he had this abusive father and it's implied that his mother commuted, committed suicide. Oh, gosh. And that's why he's living with his grandparents. He also talks about how he basically thought his whole life he was going to be a pro football player. It didn't happen. Now he has no ambition. Oh, no. Alex also, but I do actually really like Alex. Alex also has some interesting dialogue and, like, subplot in his romance route when you play as a male farmer because he lives with his grandparents who are old his grandpa george who is this wheelchair bound super grumpy old man who is actually becomes nice once you befriend him but if you're a male farmer and you and alex start dating if you talk to george he'll say things like i've never seen two guys dating before i don't know about that that seems unnatural he says like this homophobic stuff and as you progress in your relationship the more you talk to george he changes what he's saying he's saying i talked to alex he explained it to me it's new to me but i it's clear you guys are in love you know mm, and yeah. so it's it's just kind of an additional like sweet subplot to show like you know that he has this relationship with his grandpa um and it's one of the more uh unique ones like everybody has their own subplots but very few of them involve other people so yeah. i thought that was interesting that's alex elliot wait we two. gotta say oh. something about alex is alex doesn't he have like the worst room if you marry him no that's shane i thought alex had like a weird football room uh i mean it's like football themed but i think shane's room is worse uh, Alex's room is like, yeah, there's like a weight bench and it's like this weird grass carpet. Okay, I'm like definitely, footballs. yeah, you're right. I'm definitely thinking about Shane's Shane, room. Because I'm okay. looking at this, it's just like a weight room. Yeah, it's just a weight room. And so that's also something you can marry any of these characters. And once you marry them, they move onto your farm and they add an additional room in your house that's customized to their personality. Um, so that's Alex. Shane, we will get to. Um, Elliot is bachelor number two. Elliot is your starving author artist type. He lives alone in a shack on the beach. It's Dream. very, it's a little bit strange because it's like this kind of crusty rundown shack, but Elliot himself is kind of like artsy, poised, refined, He's long like, hair. Yeah, long, beautiful hair. He's a poet. He plays piano. He's an author, you know, like, 
so it's a little bit weird that he lives in like this literal shack on the beach but you know whatever but Elliot is yeah he's very artsy he's a little cheesy but he has a pretty sweet you know romance route and he will also move into your house there's actually not that much to say about Elliot besides kind of the surface stuff because he's just not well haven't as... you romanced Elliot before yeah and he's great and, and he's, he's hard to romance isn't he, he like he's very picky about his gifts that he likes so in, like in Stardew Valley everyone's love language is gift giving yes, <laughs> that's the only everybody. way nobody yeah. is different no yeah that's and, the like... only way to gain a relationship with someone <laughs> mm-hmm. and they all like uh different things like they have different loved items and hated items and Elliot just so happens that his loved items are all like pretty expensive or rare. He's a man he of has, taste. Yeah, I was gonna say he just has very expensive taste. And I actually really like Elliot, but there's just not that much to like. I don't know. I don't really have anything super interesting to say. Well, so, doesn't he eventually write his book if you marry him or something? I think so. I it's it's been a while. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, interesting. Thought you were doing a deep dive, I'm, sister. I can't um, deep dive into every single character. Interesting. Okay, I'm judging I'm sorry. you. This is two <laughs> out of 12 bachelors. We're not very far. I'm only on slide four of All 12. Right. I'd like to issue a formal apology to the Elliot stands out there. I'm an Elliot stan. I'm the Elliot stands out there. Okay. I I'm just giving Elliot you. Stands exist. Yeah, that's true. Who's an Sam, Elliot stan? You clowned on me hard when I said I thought Elliot was hot. Yeah, and I still do, honestly. I also, I also still do. Anyway. I'm so just giving you a hard time. The next bachelor is Harvey. Harvey is the town doctor. Harvey. Harvey. Harvey, Harvey he vibes. Has, he has like a little Ron Swanson mustache and glasses. And he's, and he's kind probably of, 55. Or he's not 50. He looks just as young as everyone. No, he's not no he's just yeah. it is implied at some point that he is the oldest bachelor but because he looks like he's 55 he literally doesn't he just looks like a hipster you guys have never been to like san francisco before because everybody looks like that yeah he's just I, wearing a jacket like i live in utah i know what you're talking about i'm just saying people just <laughs> it's like a hipster vibe he's kind of shy kind of nerdy very nice he is the doctor um, Harvey was my first husband in Stardew Valley. Uh, the three that I've listed so far, Alex, Elliot, and Harvey, are the three guys that I have done the romance routes for. Um, he is, so, yeah, he's, like, really into planes and stuff. He's super dorky um, and awesome. honestly kind of boring. And he charges you like a million dollars. That's literally my next note. It says, still charges you after you're married. So, oh Harvey, my gosh, that's so, so frick. Essentially what happens in Stardew Valley is there's the possibility that you can faint. So it's from overexertion if you run out of energy in your energy bar, or if you're potentially like in combat and you run out of health. There's, yeah, so, or if you stay out too late, you can faint. So there's a few ways like you can pass out in the town or you know, in the woods or something if, and like not make it home in time. If that happens, you will wake up and you will have a letter from Harvey in your mailbox that says, Hey, uh, found you in the woods, took you to the clinic, patched you up, 
that'll be two hundred dollars. No, I'm pretty sure it's a thousand. It's a lot. I can't. Re- I'm pretty sure it's a thousand. Look it up for me right now while I'm talking. Okay. But I was like gold digging hardcore. I was like, yeah, he's the town doctor. He's probably rich, and um, he won't charge me if I collapse once we're married because that's our joint bank account. But no, it's a thousand G. Okay, so oh yeah, God. you literally get charged a thousand dollars, and even after you're married, and the letter like doesn't change or anything, it's kind of a silly like detail that I feel like got overlooked, honestly, because it's like which he's writing you a letter and he lives in your house. Yeah, well, and it's like yeah, I would wake up, kiss him good morning, give him like a cup of coffee, then go outside, and I would have a letter from him that's like, "Be more careful next time." Like, <laughs> Could have just said that to my face but okay. coward coward because he didn't expect anyone to marry harvey <laughs> honestly <laughs> honestly well, and i see why that they wouldn't like change the charge because if if marrying harvey got rid of that charge it would be like op you know like because none of the other bachelors have like perks like that so either you uh have to- shane i'll get to it he has perks not really kind of so basically but so either you would have to not have that perk on harvey which was what happened or give everyone else some kind of perk so you know i think it would have been better if everyone had something cool that went along with like what they did sure yeah and that's just you know there's only so much a game developer can do and when they're working by themselves next bachelor sam sam has naruto hair super saiyan naruto hair it is hideous i hate it sam is a very friendly extroverted guy uh he wants to be adorable yeah he's golden retriever energy a little bit um he really wants to be a rock star and he's in a band with sebastian who i will get to and abigail who's one of the bachelorettes and she smells um, bad canonically. <laughs> you know what? I want you to get more into that when I get to Abigail, please. Okay. Canonically. Um, she eats rocks. Canonically. I'm literally serious. She smells bad in canon. Oh, my gosh. You guys keep getting ahead of me. Okay, um, sorry. Sam lives with his mom, Jody, and his little brother, Vincent, and then his dad, Kent, moves back into town in the second year, and I will get into Kent in a little bit. Um, so that's about it with Sam. Very sweet. Just kind of a you know friendly guy also a little so, bit himbo so easy to get gifts for so yeah easy. he just His be like, give like me pizza. A, he's like give me a pizza and a coca-cola yeah like, <laughs> Actually, you can, like a joja cola a joja cola and sometimes you can just literally fish those out of the river for free so yeah, and he me. just be like honestly like, i'm easy your- baby <laughs> i'm easy baby here's your dirty river soda and he's like yum he's like kiss me Wait. Okay, next Bachelor, Sebastian. Wait, did you just say wait, Josie? I said sweet. Oh. <laughs> next Bachelor, Sebach- Sebastian. 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 He's the best one. Really? Yeah. I have never really liked Sebastian. Sebastian well, that's because you is- like Harvey and Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> we have different tastes. <laughs> you like weird goth weirdos. So um, Sebastian. He's is- a programmer, okay? He's a- and he's a gamer. Sebastian's goth gamer programmer. Uh, he's in the band with Sam and Abigail. He lives with his mom, Robin, and then his uh, stepdad, Demetrius. And I, 
don't I think Maru is his half sister. Yeah. So yeah. so they have the same mother. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just just making sure. He lives with Robin and um Demetrius and Maru. And he never leaves his room. He's really hard to romance because he is a programmer who works from home. And mm-hmm. it's like in his bedroom. And the way Stardew Valley works is that you can't enter people's bedrooms uh, until you've reached a certain level of like friendship with them. And so early game with Sebastian and is he has really a hard. sexy motorcycle. Yes, he does have a motorcycle. And then he also has some plot that's like, you know, he's kind of an introvert because he feels kind of inferior to his sister and his parents kind of treat her like the golden child um and he has anxiety and he has anxiety sam is a sebastian stan yeah. sebastian stan what the sebastian f- stan I do, wait a I, minute i do love me some sebastian stan also and sebastian stans yeah is there anything you'd like to add about sebastian while we're here sebastian loves frogs and mm-hmm. he is very cute and i think that he's just one of i think he's one of the most well-rounded bachelors because he has a job but he's not like all about his job he has other personality traits as Mm -hmm. well like he's in a band and he does all this other stuff and he likes frogs and motorcycles and stuff yeah sebastian and harvey are the only two or sorry there are three shane also has a job like a job job um elliot is an author so not really alex and sam both do not have jobs sam has a job no he doesn't yeah he works at the museum no he does not i'm looking it up yeah google it for me okay and we'll move on to shane our final bachelor shane i gotta say it i hate shane i freaking Uh, hate shane he's the only one i ever dated in that game so Shane? People love Shane. I know. People... Yeah, because they it's like the savior complex. Yeah, because you can fix him. Shane is He was when okay. You, when you first meet Shane in the town, the first thing he says to you is, Why are you talking to me? And Okay, it's... Sam works part-time at Joe Jamart, and then once if you close down Joe Jamart, then he starts working at the museum. Oh, okay. So Sam has a job. Um <laughs> He lives with Marnie, his aunt, and his cousin, Jazz. Um, Marnie is the owner of, like, the livestock supply store. And uh, so he Honestly. Go ahead. Honestly, I would be down to just do a whole episode just talking trash on Marnie. Because I freaking hate Marnie. Marnie has this weird... Oh my gosh, I think I hate Marnie too. She's the warm <laughs> lady, right? Marnie, yes, Marnie is the was one. There. Marnie, you're never there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like Marnie sells all the animals and animal supplies, but she is never freaking working. And so you'll have like eight starving animals and you're like, crap, I got to go buy food so bad. There's only one place in town to buy it. And she's there maybe five minutes out of the entire week. Yeah. Marnie Marnie, slander only. Marnie equals trash. We're going to talk about Marnie more later though. Um, Shane works at Joe Jamart. Uh, And then once, if you shut down Joe Jamart, which is a plot point, he will go and work at the movie theater. Um, Shane is struggling very badly with alcoholism. That is like his main character trait. And for some pe- reason, people look at that and they're like, this is the man for me. I mean, and to be fair, he is very complex and he does have very like um, thorough 
story points. I was about to say, well, when you like actually go through like the route with him, it makes you feel really bad for him, right? And yeah, it's actually very sad. I was gonna say he's he's clearly struggling with some depression, treating it with alcohol unsuccessfully. Um, he yeah, and he's just very sad. Is really what it comes down to. He makes a bad first impression because he's really really depressed. Um, but you know, that's just how it goes. And but Shane does also have a special soft spot for animals, especially chickens. And when you do marry him, you can get blue chickens. Um, nice. However, the blue chickens do not produce any kind of special egg. They just look cool. But I also heard that you don't actually have to marry him. You just have to do all of his heart events. Oh, interesting. So you yeah, don't have to actually sure. marry him. You just have to go through all of his events and then you can get the blue chickens. But usually people, if they go through all of the hard events, they end up marrying him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on to the bachelorettes. We are like taking so long. I'm going so deep. This is the deepest of deep dives. It's fine. Okay. Bachelorette number one, Abigail. let me give my description and then i want you both to expand on that um abigail is the resident emo e-girl uh she has no personality and she stands in the graveyard all night (laughs) and she lives with pierre who is the sales grocer man in town and who and is her father and then caroline is her mom um she does eat rocks. I did know about this. Go ahead, Sam. Tell us about that. Basically, if you give her an amethyst, she'll... Wait, it's... Or quartz. I think it's quartz and amethyst. She'll be like, mmm, delicious. Oh, no. Yeah, she'll go, how'd you know I was hungry? I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's super weird. And it started as a glitch uh, because it's one of her loved items. And it was just, a you know, an error where it was presenting the wrong text when you gave her those gifts because she loves them um and then people thought it was so funny that it's gonna stay in the game forever so that's what's that with that josie tell us about abigail's stank when you go to the locker room if you find her locker it says (laughs) it smells really bad (laughs) (laughs) like specifically her locker stinky abigail she smells bad canonically are you gonna talk about her wizard heritage yes but we're gonna get to that okay so I just want to cover all the bachelorettes and then there's more. She might be a wizard. Stay mm, tuned. <laughs> I, I fully disagree with that theory, but we'll get to it again. Okay. Emily, bachelorette number two. Emily has blue hair. She's very sweet. I uh, dated she Emily. With, she, she has blue hair and pronouns. And pronouns. Oh, she's a lib. Um, <laughs> she lives with her sister, Haley, who's also a bachelorette. Um, she is Emily, not a lib. Emily's- Wait, what? What are you talking about? I'm saying Haley is not a lip, but Emily is. I see. Okay. Well, yeah. Haley <laughs> Haley looks like a straight girl and Emily looks like a lesbian. That's no, what you're Haley would just hate crime minorities. That's yeah. first of all, you're wrong. We're gonna get to that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, she <laughs> Even if she's at- gay. We okay. Emily works we can at the be saloon. Gay. All the characters can be gay. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's a town of bisexuals. Everybody's bi or pan or whatever. Um, Emily works at the saloon with Gus, 
Um, she says she's just working there to make ends meet. And she's actually really passionate about sewing and tailoring. And at a certain friendship level with Emily, you can unlock the sewing machine in her house. And you can use that sewing machine to like change. You can make clothes. You can change the colors of clothes. And also, like Emily is a victim. She has a stalker. Oh, yeah. Clint. She has a stalker. This yes. one what? dude in the town. Clint, who's like the blacksmith in the He's town, always he always be like, I wish Emily would talk to me. And if oh, you I date her, if you mm-hmm. date her, which I did, he's all like, stay away from Emily or something Ew. like that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Clint, an old man. As you say, Clint yeah, is he's a like creepy middle-aged man and he's really in love with Emily, but he never oh, uh, he never does anything about it. There is a quest in the game that like everyone gets at some point where Clint says to you, hey, can you please bring Emily some gem that she loves? I can't remember what it is. She loves rubies. And can you please bring her one she and tell her it's gem. from me? She's a crystal queen. Yeah, but whatever gem it is specifically, you bring it to her and you say, oh, this is from Clint. And she goes, oh, uh, you got this gem from Clint? He sold it to you and you're giving it to me? Thanks. Oh and my she gosh. She totally misunderstands and it's really funny. And, and they, it like helps you level up your friendship with Yeah. Her. Yeah. So it's just it's just good stuff. That's so creepy. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Clint has the worst vibes. Um okay, yeah. moving on. Emily's sister, Haley, lives with Emily. Haley is the town hottie and mean girl. Haley yes, also makes a really slow. bad first impression. Uh, like when you first talk to her, she's like, "Do you always smell like a farm or something like that?" Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's she's rude. like, "You look gross." Yeah, <laughs> and so Haley is also very unfriendly at first. I will say, I did a bunch of Haley's route. I didn't marry her, but I did a bunch of it. She does get really, really sweet. She's just, you know, very defensive. Very, you know, she's. So it turns out that Emily and Haley have very rich parents who have spoiled their girls. Haley turned out worse than Emily. Um, And so Haley's never really had to work. She's never really had to try for anything. She learns how to be kinder throughout the route, and she ends up being very sweet to everyone by the end. Um, Haley loves the beach. She hates winter. Uh, She's kind of into photography, and one of her uh, special, um, like, heart scene events is that she takes you into like a dark room to develop photos and then you can kiss her in the dark room and then it like fades to black. So you guys are like getting crazy in the oh photo dark <laughs> Next bachelorette, Leah. Leah is a cottagecore lesbian. Um, so true. Big time. She's Not obviously for men. She's bisexual as well, but yeah, she, I, feel girls like only. I feel like it's weird if you're a boy and you date her. <laughs> she is well, she's gorgeous. I love Leah, and I did a bunch of her route as well. Leah lives in the woods alone in a house. She's actually a very successful artist, but she doesn't talk about it that much at first. Um, and she paints and sculpts literally every single day. And then she does stuff like forages for food and spends time in nature, and that's why she lives in the woods. So Leah's just, yeah, basically like. And she wants you to give her mushrooms. And salads and stuff as well. (laughs) Mostly mushrooms. Mostly mushrooms. But yeah, (laughs) Leah is just like very talented artist who also love nature so much. Yes. That's about it. She's beautiful. I love her. Next bachelorette, Maru. This is Sebastian's half-sister that we mentioned. 
Maru. Science lady. Yeah, my bullet says woman in STEM. <laughs> Bunsen so burner. Um, <laughs> yes. So Maru is, yeah, she's like a very smart STEM science gal. She makes a bunch of gadgets and tinkers. Um, she also helps out at the clinic as her job. She's She never says that she's a nurse, but she's essentially a nurse at the clinic. I don't think she has a nursing degree, though. Um, it's Pelican Town. They do I know, what they want. Literally, who knows if Harvey has a medical degree either? <laughs> Harvey just woke up one day and said, "Now I'm the town doctor." Really, and everybody said, "I guess okay. we need one." So <laughs> go ahead. He said, um, "I'm going to charge a thousand dollars. You guys have to deal with it." <laughs> uh, Maru does things like she makes little robots and rockets and crap. She's very smart. Her dad is Demetrius, and he is super overprotective and weird. There's a bunch of weird plot stuff with him when you date her where he's like, don't you touch my little girl, you know, and it's like, okay. Um, so she's an adult, my dude. Yeah, but the whole thing is weird. I've never been, I've never gotten close to Maru. I, she's just not my. I just think she's boring. Yeah, I was going to say, she's just not my person, but that's fine. Um, final Bachelorette, Penny. Penny! Wow, I didn't expect anyone to get excited about Penny. I love Penny. She's the best character in the whole game. Really? Yeah, I will always become her best friend. Penny. But not date her? Well, I've only ever played the game dating NPCs once. And it was Shane, and Penny was my best friend. But if I ever play the game alone again, then I will date Penny. Nice. I see, I see. Okay, so Penny lives with her mom pam in a trailer I just feel bad for her like, pam, pam is evil pam is not evil yeah pam pam's also... got some problems pam pam's has a lot issues okay but just because someone is an alcoholic doesn't mean they're evil aren't you the one who's literally like i hate shane because he's an alcoholic i didn't say i hate him because he's an alcoholic i hate him because he's mean to you pam was mean too pam is not kind to her daughter that's true that's why i hate her yeah okay. i was gonna say she's like neglectful i was gonna say you're allowed to hate pam i just don't think evil is the correct word okay. pam pam is emily's not emily pam is penny's mother they live in a trailer together and pam is a very very struggling alcoholic she spends all day all night at the saloon just getting wasted um penny basically takes care of the house for them all on her own does everything for her mom uh and doesn't stand up to her mom really which is you know it's a very complicated relationship penny's also very smart and very shy and she is the teacher to the two children in town jazz and vincent who are the little siblings slash cousins of other people penny and pam do have an unlockable house later in the game Ooh. and you can uh once you've completed like a bunch of the town bundles you can essentially buy them a house and Yay. and it looks way nicer in your town if anything you know yeah. yeah but that's that's all of the dateable daters you can date every single person at once and you will get special cutscenes if you do so and they will all break up with you at the same time <laughs> no, so they be, don't like break up break up they just like you lose a like little... affection with them but you can gain it back yeah so there is a central theme to Stardew Valley that we have touched on a little bit. And that is capitalism bad. Yes. So true. We must destroy capitalism and Joja Corporation with our bare hands. Essentially, your main overarching goal in this game, besides 
the personal stuff like farming and side quests and dating uh, is to basically bring life back into this town. You work together with these little sentient apple fairy guys that are called Junimos to love those little creatures. Yes. You restore the town community center that's run down by delivering special items to these Junimos. They reward you. And as you fix these things, the town improves. You get like mine carts to travel faster you get the bus to go you to the desert. It's jumping in a mine cart and letting it haul me. You know, just letting it take you where it wants to take you, you know? Wherever your mine cart wants to go, that's where I want to be. That's where I'm so going. So true. <laughs> um, but you also unlock the bus to go to the desert, uh, the quarry for mining, eventually a movie theater, and you take down Joja Corp and destroy yeah. capitalism single-handedly. You, you don't have to, but if you... Don't. You can also join forces with the evil enemy. Right, but the game is so boring if you do that. No, so don't be don't. a hater. No, it's hater. literally not fun. <laughs> 90% of the gameplay becomes unavailable if you do that. I tested it. Hmm. Okay. Right. So, as we mentioned, there are... The Stardew Valley is the region, and you live inside of Pelican Town. There are two other accessible areas in the game within Stardew Valley. The first is Calico Desert that you can get to with the bus. Pam becomes the bus driver once you unlock the bus, uh, which is good that she's so sober. <laughs> yeah, town so alcohol, like, driving yeah. that bus. Driving that bus, that's where you go, I guess. Uh, by the Calico Desert, there are special vendors, uh, a bunch of secrets. The Skull Caverns, a.k.a. Murder Death Caves, are here, um, which are just like the mines in town, except for worse and into- horrible and bad. I'm going into those mines to smooch a serpent. What? Yeah, just gonna kiss a serpent in the skull cavern. What are you talking about? I'm just gonna. Okay, okay. so there are like dragons (laughs) that attack you. I'm gonna. Yeah, they're called serpents. I'm gonna smooch it with my sword, maybe. I'm just gonna smooch it. Okay, with your mouth. With my mouth. (laughs) There is also one other area that's newer to the game. Uh, it's called Ginger Island, and Willie's boat will take you there. Uh, I think it's once you've done a certain number of fishing quests or something willie will take you on the boat willie is the owner of like the fishing shack at the beach there are a few new npcs there's a lot of puzzles there's a trader a new dig site um a new like volcano dungeon you can build a house there to spend the night and you can grow like summer crops all year round and then the beach resort is a facility there that you can repair and then all the townspeople will come and hang out in their swimsuits yeah scandalous you get to see harvey in his pasty stomach yeah and he has like sunblock on his face it's really (laughs) dorky looking so now we're getting Haley, and she looks so nice (laughs) okay nasty i'm just kidding you're no better than a man (laughs) oh okay the male gaze is strong Uh, yeah okay now we're getting into the lore first point of lore there is a war going on yeah, with the goblins and no stuff. No. So there is a war in the past that is between, like, humans and monsters or something that was, oh. like, a hundred years ago that some of the monster like characters a, a will reference. Probus yeah, it's war. like, a, yes, you're right. It's, like, between, like, the sewer guys and the mine guys. But that is not what I'm talking about. There is an active human war going on between two countries Stardew Valley is located inside of the Ferngill Republic. 
there is an ongoing war between the Ferngill Republic and the Gotoro Empire. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So it's not, it's, there's no details in the, there's very, very few details in the game. So I'm not going to get super into like fan theories or, you know, side stuff. I'm just going to talk about what's in the game. There are some subtle references in the game. Um, and after the player com- completes their first year, Kent, who is Sam's dad and Jody's husband, comes home and he says, I have been away at the war for years, you know, and I'm, I'm released, whatever. I'm done being a soldier. Because he's got problems now. Because he has severe PTSD, like oh, bad. No. Um, and before Kent comes home, there are some references to the war as well. Like Sam will say, oh, my dad's a soldier. Or there will be like a letter from him in Jody's dresser, you know, that says like, I miss you so much. I can't wait to come home from the war. Uh, it's never stated what this war is about or why or who's involved or anything, you know, there's just a war. Um, Kent only has one friendship cutscene, and it is so sad. You walk into their house after he returns home and Jody says, oh, hey, I'm just making some popcorn. Turns on the microwave. Kent comes in the room in a frenzy, freaking out. What is that sound? Realizes it's popcorn. Uh, exclaims that she should have known that that sound would remind him of the war and then you know and you kind of calm him down and he apologizes to Jody for having an outburst but like he clearly has very very severe PTSD to the point he can't even hear popcorn popping in a microwave um yeah it's really really sad and then Kent when you give him a gift that he hates you know so we mentioned some of the gifts they love some gifts they hate Um, When you give Kent a hated gift, he gives you this response, quote, they gave this to me in Gotoro prison camp. I've been trying to forget about that. Oh, God. So Kent was also a prisoner of war at some point, which is horrible. Um, Yeah. He also has some really sad lines of dialogue just as you talk to him. He says things like, I've been gone so long, I feel like a stranger. He also says, Sam has really grown up since I left. He's a man now. I wish I could have been there for him. Um, Once you become friends with Sam, he says, are you friends with my son? You probably know him better than I do. Oh, no. And then literally the saddest line I've ever read in my life. I lost a lot of friends in battle. What's sad is that I can't even remember their faces. Oh, no. So heartbreaking. So Kent is basically the sole character that gives any insight into this war. Um, but there is a war, so that's important. I put that in the middle so that we wouldn't end on a sad note. Um, now we're moving on to the scandals of Pelican Town. Pelican Town. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. So, Marnie and Lewis are banging. They are boinking on the low. Let's go. Don't say, don't say that. I'm saying it. It's They're true. Doing it's literally true. You catch I, You can like say times. it, but I just don't like the word boink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marnie and Lewis are hooking up on the low for some reason. It doesn't really... I don't really get the secretness of their relationship because they're both single and they're both adults. Yeah. So the whole thing doesn't really make a lot of sense, but every person in the game will get this quest. It's an early quest uh, where Mayor Lewis will say, hey, I lost my lucky shorts and I can't find them. Can you please help me find them? Turns out it is a pair of boxers and they are in Marnie's bedroom. Yeah. And so 
the game requires you to befriend Marnie enough that she lets you go into her bedroom so you can retrieve Mayor Lewis's dirty underwear. Um, you can return them to him and complete the quest. There are a lot of fun secrets in the game if you keep them, though, and use them for other things. Um, there's also a secret note quest that will lead the player to discover them in a bush around midnight at, like, the middle of the town <laughs> um, where you, like, approach a where bush. Where they, they literally both have houses. Why I know. It doesn't make, <laughs> Mayor Lewis lives alone. Like, I know. I guess they're trying to feel young. Um, and then one of them In Marnie's, a bush? Because <laughs> they're, like, sneaking around. It feels scandalous. And then one of Marnie's friendship cutscenes, she admits to you, yeah, we are seeing each other. We're technically we're sort of in a relationship, but Lewis will not be public about it. What? So that's like all because he's loser. yeah because he's a terrible terrible person and he sucks. Marnie that's, deserves better, even though she kind of sucks too. Yeah, so that's so true. Pretty much it for that. The other biggest scandal is wizard dad. So a lot of people will phrase this question as, "Who is Abigail's real father?" I would like to change the question to be, who is the wizard's daughter? Hmm. So, a lot of people believe, this is a very, very, very common fan theory, not confirmed, that Abigail is the wizard's illegitimate daughter and that Pierre is not her real father. Uh, There are a few reasons for this. The wizard does say, I have a daughter in town, but he never says who it is. also, Caroline, Abigail's mom, will admit to you at some point, I used to go visit the wizard in the woods, but don't tell Pierre because he's really jealous about that kind of thing. She never admits to, like, seeing him romantically. Um, Abigail can also be found hanging out by the wizard's tower sometimes in the woods. Um, and then what the main thing that people really cling on to is that Abigail has the same purple hair as the wizard. But this is not as strong of a piece of evidence as people think it is. Abigail tells you as the player, I have never dyed my hair before. This is my natural color. And it's totally a lie because if you talk to her mom, her mom says, I wish Abigail would stop dyeing her hair. Her natural brown color is so much prettier. Oh, gosh. So Abigail's just a lying little brat or it was a total (laughs) oversight in the writing unclear so the hair is not that strong of an indicator there are a few other pieces the wizard so we know the wizard has a daughter we don't know who it is and caroline never hints that you know pierre isn't abigail's real father um even as you become like best friends with her wizard does have ambiguous age it's really not clear how old he is some people say Caroline could potentially be his fa- his daughter instead of Abigail, so he could be Abigail's grandfather. Um, some people also think it could be Jazz, who is Marnie's niece, because Jazz also has purple hair, and there's no confirmed parents or anything with Jazz. Um, like, we don't know really anything about her. Um, and then there's one other character named Mona, who is not alive, but there is a gravestone in the middle of town that says like my dearest Mona. Um, And so some people say that maybe that could be the wizard's late daughter. Mm. So that is a really, really popular like fan theory. Like Abigail is the wizard's daughter. Caroline had an affair with the wizard. And, but I just don't, it's just not strong enough for me. 
I just don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it, you know? So who do you think it is? I think Jazz makes the most sense That's because she's a thinking. little girl. She has purple hair. She's not going to be dyeing her hair because she's like six. And she's been adopted basically by her aunt. So clearly her parental situation is weird or complicated in some way. And they both live in the woods. And they live really close to each other. So yeah, interesting interesting okay and then there's one more weird plot point in lore is parrot tarzan so (laughs) you're not gonna talk about the witch no i don't care about the witch (laughs) there is a witch for there's a witch and she's the wizard's ex-wife and she's not you can't talk to her or ever see her because she's not that important but (laughs) google it i guess we're talking about parrot tarzan though so when you can get to Ginger Island, which is the, you know, you take the boat, there is, you can find Leo there. And Leo is a child, is a little boy who lives <laughs> on the island straight up alone. There are like no people on this island except for this little Crazy lady. It's, there's a weird lady too, but you can't even <laughs> meet her at first. But Leo lives in like a tree house and he's like, literally thinks he is a parrot when you meet him you can't even speak to him until you befriend the parrots in the area by like giving them fruits or whatever and then leo will be like you know i'm a parrot and he's he's seriously like he seems like he's like six years old and he's clearly really young but if when you ask him how old he is he doesn't know um and he doesn't know how long he's been there and it's really unclear how long this literal child has been living in the wilderness with a bunch of birds um and he he tells you he is a parrot later as you befriend him he admits that he knows he isn't really a parent a parrot not a parent um so it turns out that leo's parents were shipwrecked there was a horrible shipwreck and leo washed ashore on this island alone and like it's just completely unclear how long he's been alone on this island like, he never mentions his parents, where he's from. It's just this sad little wild child. But the other thing about this, though, is that the parrots clearly have some sort of magical abilities to be able to build. And it seems like these parrots yes. have taken him under his wing, yes. under their wing. Uh, but, um, tss, um, yeah, he's clearly pretty well taken care of. He has, like, a little treehouse hut that he lives in. There's food, you know. But it's just sad a little bit. Um. But as you become more friendly with Leo, he starts to ask you questions about what your home is like and asks what normal kids are like. And eventually he and Linus, who is the man who lives in a tent up on the mountain, uh, he and Linus become very close. Uh, Linus invents him to, invites him to move to Pelican Town and Leo accepts. The parrots build him a treehouse next to Linus's tent and then he starts going to school with the other children. So happy ending for Tarzan. Um, <laughs> go leo and that was kind of all the weird lore i really wanted to touch on uh, i wanted to wrap up by telling you about my farm my main farm that i have about 300 hours played in stardew valley wow uh, so my first farm and my main farm are the same because you know i started it i got really into it and then i just kept playing on the same one so my character's name is swag she lives on yeet farm Uh, she has fully upgraded everything barn coop house she's married to harvey and i have been playing for four years in game um i have two children i have a daughter named gubby 
<laughs> and a song named Fernard. 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 A classic Stardew Valley name. Yes. Uh, my best friend is Linus. Always my best friend in every single playthrough I've ever done. Um, I have a cat named Chonk. I have a horse named Decoder. Two, <laughs> I have two cows, Peepus and Coke. Uh, oh, two, goats. two cows? Yeah. I have two goats, Whitey and Lard. Uh, two sheep, Alcohol and Lil Creek. I have a pig named Donkey, and then I have six chickens, Breakfast, Bingo Bongo, Narto, Pranch, Bra, Anime Baby. Nice. I have two ducks, Buck Duck and Nip, and then I have two dinosaurs, Yoshi and Monkey, and a rabbit named Nut. Sounds awesome. And that is my farm that I have spent my entire real life playing. (laughs) (laughs) So Stardew Valley is a bonkers game. It's genuinely so fun, and play it if you haven't, and it's only like $15. Yeah, I would also say I've spent probably almost as many hours as Aaron has on this game. No. No. (laughs) Not possible. It's been hundreds for sure, but so fun and i don't even remember all the names of all the stuff i have but yeah i had to open mine up to look at it Mm. i haven't played that much of it but it is fun and i like it (laughs) thanks for that big yawn bro (laughs) it's fun to play with your friends because i just like playing every game with my friends yeah well we have a sister's farm called sister wives that's true and we decided we would all be lesbians didn't we yeah, so. we, we wanted it to be a girls-only farm, so yes. you couldn't marry a man because then he would invade the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Josie, would you like to tell us what our listeners are playing right now? Absolutely, I would. So, Geek 14 is playing Halo Infinite. Nice, um, nice. And they want to say this is the first Halo game that I've played and the first shooter game as well. I absolutely love it and I can't wait for more content to come out. Smiley face. Smiley Aww. face. And she geek, I think her name is Becca and she streams speed runs of Super Monkey Ball. So that sounds cool. like the best thing We're I've like ever heard TikTok in my entire mutuals. life. We're like TikTok mutuals. Go follow Sheet Geek 14 Sheet on Geek TikTok. 14, I'm going to watch Monkey Ball speed run. Incredible. And then Stinky says, <laughs> they, I was actually on call with Stinky when they submitted this. So mm. Stinky says that she is playing Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. <laughs> Evil smiley face emoji. I'm playing nice. on easy mode because I'm awful at aiming the gun, but this game has so many cutscenes. I don't want to watch a five minute clip. I want to shoot some robots. <laughs> what has to say about that. That is a glowing review, clearly. <laughs> so I'm not sure if, if Stinky likes it or not, honestly. Unclear. Ooh. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us. If you would like to tell us what you're playing, find a, the link in our Instagram bio at Fake Gamer Girls Pod, and you can fill it out. Tell us what you're playing, and we'll read your answer on the next oh, episode. Yeah. Besides that, stay cool, gamers. Stay, <laughs> stay cool. Swag. Stay sweaty. <laughs> Swag Biggie Gamers. So true. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.